All right, welcome to MFRR Podcast. Uh, this is Ron, one of the members of MFRR. MF MFRR stands for McKinley, Frank, Ricky, and Ron, and I'm Ron. Um, this is our first podcast, uh, first of many. Um, I'm excited. I have um, I have Ricky over here. I have uh, Mr. Vossley here. Um, other people know him as something else, but I'll let him get to that. And um, Frank's not here today, but uh, you will hear from him shortly. We want to give you a little background about us um, and, and how we met and how we got to this one point um, from us being positive black men and dealing with everyday things in this world. But um, let me just uh, get started of, of up to the part of where we met. Um, I'm from South Philly, born and raised. Um, and where I'm from, it was a different cultural background. It was uh, blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics, all mixed race culture and everything. And uh, I, I was raised in a, uh, a two-parent household, one of the lucky ones that be raised in a two-parent household. Um, my parents are crazy. Um, just to start that off, yes, they are crazy. Um, but um, my parents um, moved to South Philly when I was born. Um, I have an older brother, older sister. My brother lived with me. And um, while in South Philly, we dealt with a lot of different things from um, great neighborhoods, good family, good people, um, to racism on a daily basis. Um, mainly the racism came from, you know, the different, having so many different people in uh, such a small area. Uh, one of the big things was racism between blacks and whites because um, we had Italians that lived down near us. Um, and I played baseball. I was, I was, uh, my dad put me in baseball at the age of five, and I played baseball, and I was really good, and I was one of the few uh, blacks that was good at baseball. And um, throughout that time, I've dealt with racism playing baseball, and we'll get into that at another time. But um, I went to a, a, a elementary school, middle school called Southwalk, um, right next to Bach High School. And if you are uh, a millennial, um, or if you're from Philly, you know Bach High School. But Bach High School now is actually a bar. There is a Bach bar on top of it. Give you that view. Um, well, don't don't not, don't get into it yet. I'm, but I'm just talking facts. It, it, it is facts. And so, um, but that's that's where I grew up. I grew up there. Went from K to eight there. Um, had uh, my brother went there, and and going through that school was a real big change because. Uh, I was able to be around black folks, but I wasn't able to immerse myself around black folks. And it was uh, it was difficult because I, I was trying to figure out who I was going into high school. And um, when I was applying for high school, because I wasn't a straight A student, I wasn't a B, so I was like a CD student. I really didn't apply myself, um, mainly because I, my favorite subject was gym. You know, I love sports and I love playing gym or doing different things in the gym, but uh, reading and math, math was good just because of money. But outside of that, uh, I, I really didn't apply myself in school. And I wanted to go to one school, Franklin Learning Center. So if you're from Philly, you heard of FLC. I wanted to go to FLC and did not have a chance and got that rejection letter saying your grades were not good enough. So I called myself and said, I wanted a black experience. I said, I wanted to go to a school outside of South Philly and I didn't want to be around my friends that I knew if I was going to be around them I wasn't going to focus. So I wanted to do something different. And I went to William Penn High School. William Penn High School in North Philadelphia if you haven't heard of um, is uh, no longer there which I will cry and talk about later. But it was a, a black school from what I heard. It was a magnet school. Magnet was like they had different um, uh opportunities, communication, business, different things. And I wanted to go into communication. I told my mom, I was like, mom, I want to go to this school. She's like, you ain't going to no school in North Philly. Ain't no way. And heck, you're going to North Philly. You're going to deal with, deal with Negroes. So I, I talked her into it. My dad got on, uh, got on my side and was able to go to William Penn High School where I caught the 47 bus to the 8th and Market line. Um, go up to school or take the, the 64 bus to Broad Street and then took the L, I mean the orange line, up to Broughton Master um, to go to, to William Penn High School. That is the start of how I met this crew. But be, to hear more about us, I'm going to pass the mic to Ricky. I want Ricky to uh, tell his story about how he got to William Penn because our stories are all different and similar, but it makes it uh, magnificent 
to hear how we got together, and it was meant for us to be best friends and MFRR, how it got together. So, Ricky, how did you get to Penn? How did you get to William Penn? Start from your early days. Wow, how I got to Penn. Hello, folks. I'm Rick. You can call me the Bull Rick. I'm your mailman, your favorite mailman in the city of Philly, <laughs> the best there is. I get it in. You feel me? Listen, um, I'm from South Philly. I'm originally, I'm originally from South Philly. Tasker, Wilson. My mom from Tasker, my dad from Wilson. Um, my mom had me at a very young age, so the odds were set against me to be where I'm at today. Um, we moved out of the projects when I was like four years old, maybe five. We moved to 23rd and Catherine. As you know now, those houses go for like a half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Came a long way. It is. It's a big difference now. But my mom was doing it before she turned 21. She took her kid out of there. She had something better for me. She had something better for herself. But it's still in South Philly. And uh, we moved somewhere else to 16th and Webster where the neighborhood was rough, you know. But my mom, you know, she's a she's a strong woman, black woman at that. Praise her for that. Uh, she made sure I was educated, starting out in elementary school, Arthur, which was on 21st and Catherine. Yeah. And I uh, went there from kindergarten to fourth grade. So, you know, I have a South Philly connect with friends. I went to middle school down there with the pairs which was on 23rd and Christian and still South Philly connect family, friends and everything. And, um, you know, coming from South Philly, it's a whole different breed of people down there. You know, everybody is close packed in together, you know, and, um, my mom wanted something better. She bought a house out West Philly at the time that we moved to 53rd and Catherine, I was about 12, 13. That's the worst thing you could do to a kid when you have friends that you grew up with and you're a teenager now, and you got to start all over again. So your roots run deep. Back to South Philly, family and friends. Now I'm in Southwest Philly, going to Shaw, 54th and Warrington. It's like, these are foreigners. Who are these people? I'm so South Philly, right? Well. Did you did you have any beef with anybody? You know, moving not from really. South Philly to South no, West? not really, because I was still family oriented because of my stepfather. That's where he was from. Okay. Um, but that kind of hurt me. It, it, it changed my whole lifestyle. It changed everything about me. Um, I was a. I'm a piggyback off of Ryan when he said he was a CD student. I was like a more so of a BC student in elementary, middle school. You know, I got into a little trouble here and there. I wasn't the best kid. I was a little knucklehead. But who wasn't? But when it was time to make a high school choice, I wanted to go back down South Philly or in Reed, Southern. I couldn't get into Bach because of my tardiness being late to school. That's the only thing that stopped me. Child performer arts, they rejected me. So my mom said, you're not going to no Orin Reed. You're not going to no Southern. You're not doing any of that. <laughs> I was hoping I'd be back with my original friends, the people I grew up with. But nah, she said, how about William Penn? Matter of fact, you're going to William Penn. Pick a charter in William Penn. And I chose communications because I thought I could be a film director or on TV doing a radio broadcast. Or what are we doing now? What are we doing now? And, um, and that's when I met... We're going to stop there. We're going to stop there. We're not even going to talk about that. We're going to bring that in a little bit. Yeah. So while we're talking about that, let's let's bring this over to Mr. Vosley. Mr. Vosley, it is your turn to talk about how did you get to William Penn, and then we'll get into the crew and everything from there. So, Mr. Vosley, you up. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for joining for this podcast. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for the nice gentleman for having us here. If y'all could actually see where we was at, you could actually be impressed. It's actually comfortable. I forgot I was here for a podcast. I started nodding off. <laughs> so it's the, the lights low and it's all, you know, the, the ambiance is all set and everything. But, um, yeah, so how did I end up at William Penn? My story is a little bit different than my other two brothers here at the table. I kind of made my own decisions at a very early age. And I say that because my mom had me. I was living in Mount Airy uh, on the east side, like right off of Lincoln Drive. Everything was cool. And then my mom decided to move to Borough Huntington Park. 
why she did that, no clue. So I want to say like around two, I went from seeing like squirrels and you know birds chirping, nice cars riding up and down the block, seeing pimps, crackheads, everything and such that would be in the ghetto at the time. So it was kind of like the late, for me it was mid 80s, late 80s going into the 90s. So kind of like crack had probably just hit the streets. So at Born and Hunted in the Park, if anybody from Born and Hunted in the Park, you know where the original McDonald's was at. Like where's that now? That's not where the old, that's not where the original McDonald's was at. Where the original McDonald's was at was like a death trap because you had to cross the street or go underneath the tunnel and risk getting robbed by a crackhead just trying to go to McDonald's to get your pancakes. <laughs> so if you know about the area, you know what I'm talking about. And the memos is right on the corner. So boom. I'm living at this spot, Huntington Park, living in efficiency where they call it luxury apartments today was really just some projects that was in a middle little apartment right next right next door to a car lot and a check cashing spot so apartment 1d so boom we moved there everything changing i'm seeing people getting robbed every day i'm seeing little girls and their moms getting robbed of their earrings getting snatched out their ears this is what i saw on a daily basis so i'm going to school and seeing crackheads and everything because i'm walking from Huntington park to uh wayne avenue because my mom worked in the morning so I had to pretty much walk to school by myself after a while and walk home by myself. So at like second and third grade, I'm already running the streets. But I wasn't getting in no trouble because back then the old heads would tell you like, yo, young boy, stay out the streets, like stay away from drugs, like go to school. Like they would watch me walking through the neighborhoods because I was by myself. I was, I'm the only child. My brothers Ron and Rick and Frank and them got siblings. So again, Ron and Frank down south, I'm uptown, living in a nice town or whatever. So second grade come up. Uh, third grade come up. I'm doing pretty good. I had a little, I, I wrote a little story, got that joint published in the second grade. Pretty good student. Third grade, we taking a citywide test, and I asked my math teacher, like, yo, I need help with this problem. I ain't say yo, because yo wasn't inventing back then. But I just was like, excuse me, ma'am, I need help with this problem, this math problem. And she looked me dead in my eye and was like, why should I help you with this problem when you never gonna grow to be shit anyway? So, as a young black man, I was mi I'm mixed too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm half Japanese and half black. My, my grandfather met my grandmama in the service and they met and the rest is history and you got me. So um, at the time, I really, didn't, I really didn't know how to accept that from a teacher and I never told my parents because my mom was kind of, she wasn't wild, but she's not gonna let nobody talk about her son. But then I didn't want to risk being embarrassed coming to school, so I always kept that in the tuck. So boom, all my behavior changed. I'm fighting every day, kicked out of school, go to summer school, I fell third grade, fell third grade summer school. Boom, my mom get married. Then we move out the hood to uh, up Alany, like around like Adams Run. At the time, it was still a mixed, mixed neighborhood, like white folks, Chinese folk, black folk, you know, kind of lower middle, upper class type time, but you know, still close. So now I'm getting, I'm getting everything out of my system. You know, I'm around a different era, different, around, different group of people, you know. And um, <laughs> I had my first crush on a white chick. And she straight told me, like, yeah, my mom told me I can't talk to you. I'm like, why? What's up? She like, because you black. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy because I'm actually mixed because my grandma, I'm Japanese. So I kind of, like, can't accept that, no. But at the time, I just had to keep it pushing. But anyway, that's just a little story. I get back into another time. We're going to get her name later. I want to yeah, put yeah. her on blast. You know, she got one of them common names. We don't got to put her on blast because she had the taste, but it was just her mom throwing the shade. So she was good money. She probably dating a black dude right now. If you are, good shit. I'm proud of you. Thanks. But, um... So boom, I'm in eighth grade, I'm doing pretty good. And I never was really like an honor student until I got, got into high school. But anyway, um, I remember the day that I got asked what school I want to go to. And it came down to Fells or William Penn. And I didn't want to go to Fells because all the people that I looked up to, they was kind of like falling off doing drugs and like hanging out at the rec centers. And I know if I went to school with them, I was gonna probably end up doing the same thing because I played sports and they played sports. So that common ground wasn't gonna be really helpful for me in the long run. And then I had William Penn. They told me if I go to William Penn, if you ride the sub, you're going to get robbed. Like, it's a certain spot on the Broad Street line that you run the risk of getting robbed after, like, Wyoming. So my spot was Girard. That's where it's popping at. So, I mean, I know I didn't want to go to Fells, but I was like, well, I'm going to just run the risk of going to William Penn because I was already kind of, you know, already introduced to the hood through when I was living at Broad Hunterton Park. Though I was a couple years removed, it was still in me. So I figured I could still handle myself. I mean, I wasn't one of, I wasn't one of drawn, I wasn't a drawn type of boy, so I knew I could just make some friends and be cool. I wasn't really afraid of getting robbed because 
I figure if I'm around, if I'm sitting in the middle carts where everybody at, they just can't rob me. They got to rob everybody. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, I'm going to ride with everybody or I'm going to sit in the first cart right where the conductor at. So if he, if I'm getting robbed, he got to rob the conductor too or he got to say stop. <laughs> so that was just my mode of riding through the hood. That's that third level thinking that you're going to hear from this show on a regular basis. Yeah, that's the survival instinct that I had to use when I'm walking from Braun and Park to Wayne Ave. Like you find a little ducky spot somewhere to hide and be out the way. So I took my I took I took the risk to go to William Penn, and um, the rest is yeah. history. So I, you guys are hearing a lot about William Penn, and if you're not from Philly, let me give you a little background on William Penn. William Penn High School. Now this is according to Wikipedia because um, I couldn't find anything on the Philadelphia School Board website about our darn high school. So, but anyway, William Penn High School was a public high school serving grades nine through twelve, located at thirteen thirty three North Broad Street, Philly, PA. Um, now there was some discrepancy because uh, prior Broad to the show, what would you say, Ricky? Broad and Master Street. That's where we. It was at Broad and Master for us, but according to the mail, it was thirteen thirty-three. Um, a little bit history about William Penn. It was opened in nineteen seventy-three, um, and originally was a uh, all, was was a school for girls. It was uh, originally school for girls. Um, I I have to look up and see exactly what year it switched, but um, this school. And, and let's just talk about how this school was was set up. Um, it was a gigantic school. When I say gigantic, it had five buildings, five buildings, including uh, what two Olympic, uh, well, no, one Olympic swimming pool, um, thirteen foot deep, thirteen foot diving um, deep uh, swimming pool, about a twenty foot um, wall climb. I yes, wall. I learned the, how to climb rocks at William Penn. There was and the gym Facts. was was it was like really what two or maybe three different gyms all uh, slammed into one. You yes. had a regular gym where you had like the basketball courts. Chairs would come down, and even if you didn't have basketball, there was an upper top area. I remember when we played baseball, we had batting cages up top. Yep. Um, we had it was tunnels, tunnels, bridges. Um, it was it was an amazing build that you know we had what the gym side are we are the lunchroom um, lunch had rooms. its two lunchrooms there was two lunchrooms they both had their own building yes it was a, it was its own building underneath the lunchrooms was a daycare we'll get more into that later because that that did come into play in our in our history and Facts. a photography room that you could develop film that you could develop film in a three stage at a dark room in there. Got a full chemistry and science department in there, mm -hmm. and a music department in there. Four auditorium, yeah. yes. TV broadcasting, yes. TV had a full TV studio, full TV broadcasting studio in William Penn. This is the stuff that we was exposed to in, in high the 90s. school. Your favorite news station can host the news up Correct. in the gym. Right. Yes, it, it had its own station. It was it was an amazing building. Um, the classrooms there was uh, I don't even know how many rooms there were. Um, it was it was just an amazing place. It now started, thinking it, back, it started off as an all females um, all females institution at first. Uh, now, but if, if I'm not mistaken, Franklin was for all boys and William Penn was for all girls. And and but the the great structure which I think kind of gravitated at least I know for sure me and Ricky I'm, I'm not sure about Frank but maybe for you McKinley was the um, the small learning communities the SLCs where small learning communities were um, different programs that you can learn and go into. Ricky um, talked about communication. Um, it was uh, communication, masterminds, arts, business, and health. Um, those were the small learnings communities. So you were learning about those career fields, which this idea, this small learning community was ahead of its time, where now every school is going into this option of, of exposing kids to this. And let, me, let me add that each one of those SOCs was its own set inside of the school. It was basically its own school. You, was your, or you were your own gang, depending on what charter you were a part of. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. And you didn't see everybody every day. You didn't. If you was a you part of seen a new person every day yeah. that you went to that school. A new person every single Mastermind day. and business. Those was the those was the, the, the SOCs that you wanted to just have respect for. It's mastermind and business. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean respect for? Y explain that. It was some goons. They were just goons, man. Listen, William Penn was not an easy school to be at and still learn. I'm sorry. My first day at William Penn, oh, I witnessed oh, Richard Allen. Yeah. Rich. Shout Witness to Richard, Richard Allen Prizes, the original Richard hold on, Allen. Hold on, hold on. Hey, explain where, where Richard Allen and ref, and um, respects to William Penn High School. Like I guess they neighborhood school. So it's yeah. so the project. <laughs> so I end up going. You hear to how he said it? My mom sent me to school. a neighborhood school. Oh yeah. My <laughs> mother yeah. sent me to a neighborhood school so, in North Philadelphia. Well, hold up, well, hold up. With Richard Allen, Hunter X, Ram Squad, 
Ram, what is Ram Squad? Ram Squad they, is, you, these are different sets. These are different sets in North Philly. So these are different. For those who don't know, when you say different sets, this is different crews, different gangs. It may not be an official gang you get jumped in, but if you got a crew, that's that that'd be a gang. So go ahead, finish what you're saying. What okay. else? For what you say, Rick? You had Hunter X. Hunter X. That's, was that um that Ten for was, Oxford? Ten for Oxford. You had Diamond yeah. District. You had Erie F. Erie Squad. Erie F. And you're going and, and, and you're going to hear about Erie F at one point. Eighteen for Jefferson. Eighteen for Jefferson. So and then you had everybody he, coming he had, in from all over parts of the city. You have little South Philly here, little West, West Philly, Philly here. Philly, then you had those yeah. people that don't know nothing about neighborhood school. That came from that was Mount me. Airy, that West was me. Lane, yeah. East that was me. Lane, Shellingham. That just heard the myths about William Penn. So I was actually one so of that tried to fit in. So that. let's 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 give you a little background Shit, on. Don't be talking about uptown though, but we good though. Keep going. <laughs> so let's give a little background on how this school was. Let's talk about our this, first day though. Uh, yeah, I'll try to. I'll try all right, go ahead, go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. Talk, talk about your first day. My after. very first day at William Penn, I was like, man, what kind of school am I at? Like, what my mom got me into? Oh, well, I'm going to make the best of it. After first period, switching classes, <laughs> we called this place the Rumble Hall. At least I called it the Rumble Hall. This is where every last SLC crossed each other. Yeah. Going to the other classes, switching buildings because it was a bridge and a tunnel, and it was just weird. And we had gates. Metal detectors. Metal yeah, detectors. we did have metal detectors. And before I can, you could go down the stairs, you can look through the gate and see what's going on downstairs. True. So if a fight broke out in this main area where everybody crossed yeah. that, you can be in every point. You can and, be upstairs, downstairs, and, behind on the bridge, and you can see this massive yep. fight that goes that takes place right there. Yeah. And I witnessed um, Richard Island fighting either Diamond Street or 100X and it was like a gang war. It oh ho oh, oh, ho oh. it, it was a gang war. Mac, talk talk about your first day. Right. Talk talk about your first day. So, my, so if you know about William Penn, it was no doors on the classrooms. It was just Oh, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What do you, what do you mean no doors? Just, Explain that. Listen, we walked into a school. First of all, we walked into a school. This don't really matter, but we passing checkers, KFC, McDonald's. Oh, it matters. It matters. on the way to school. Yeah. As you walk into the school, we lined up like many prisoners into a concentration camp, Facts. getting checked in by metal detectives yep. to go into a classroom with no doors. No doors. And gated windows. But yeah. that reminds me, before they did the airport security checks, we had the most secure high school we in did. Philadelphia. Exactly. We did. But hold on. Exactly. But weapons still got in. Weapons got in. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how I know weapons got in. Uh, no, wait, wait, we ain't there yet. I'm about to tell you my oh, first day. Okay, on, okay. Sorry. First day, boom. It's this guy sitting next to me. I don't know who the boy is. Again, I'm coming from uptown. I don't know nobody. I'm just going off the myths. I'm in this big facility. Everybody don't look familiar. Nobody look familiar. So I'm sitting down in the advisory. No doors. I don't know what's going on. Boy must have messed up a deal. Or maybe he did something. He did something because boy came in, pistol with my man right next to me. I'm in class looking at this guy. And I think that's how I ended up getting cool because I ain't never say a word about that. So boy get pistol whipped and he throw the gun out the window. The teacher come back in and say, well, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he's sitting here like this. I don't have nothing Facts. to do with it. She looking at me like, you don't know what happened? I'm like, no. I mean, because the guy threw the gun out the window. What am I going to say? Oh, he threw it out the window. Go get him. I'm in a school where I don't know nobody. Yep. I'm getting checked by metal detectors. Ain't no locks, ain't no doors, ain't no locks or nothing. To lock nothing, to door nothing back. <laughs> so boy just bloody. And that was my experience. Now, after that, it was, you know. It, it, it just keep your mouth shut. Four years. Right. Here, let me let me give you a, give you. A, this is not my first day, but this was one of the biggest incidents, uh, my first big incident to William Penn, where um, I had an advisory teacher. Um, it was a guy, and um, he was trying to get control of the room, but really couldn't get control of the room. He stood on a desk, and one of the kids kicked the desk from under him. He oh, fell and had to go to the emergency room. Mm. Now, mind you, everybody seeing him kick the desk and dude didn't get suspended or nothing. This how the school was. As amazing amenities it was. This is the environment that all of us didn't know each other that we went into. Yeah. So let's let's now get into how did we meet each other? How did how did we we meet? How did it? Because the other part we're missing one 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 fourth of us because because Frank also has another side on, and when Frank comes next time we we'll definitely hear from his side. But how did we meet, Ricky? From your point of view, I was a loner. I'm by myself. I know not one person in that school except for some one Sarita Williams. 
Uh, we both <laughs> came from Shaw. Oh man, <laughs> we talk about that later. <laughs> but um, going to the lunchroom, you had to find your spot. You couldn't go to certain tables because it was already crowded. They the squad was already there, and you didn't didn't fit in. You don't belong because they already knew each other. So what ended up happening was I find a, a common neutral area. It's, it's almost like prison. You would, if you watch prison shows or you hear people tell prison stories, you go sit somewhere where nobody else sit at. And I guess that's where everybody else that was in the same situation that I was in, trying to find a way, see where they fit in at, they found common ground was at the lunchroom, at the lunch table. But my common ground was Mr. Vosley over here because um, we had classes together. We shared a couple classes together, and um, we found ourselves in the lunchroom, and we just connect. We end up used to wearing the same clothes all the time. Yeah. So we started telling people we was twins because we yes. were light skinned. Yes. And people yes. and people believe we was brothers. Yes. Even the, uh, even the girl that went to Charlotte believed that he was my brother. It was just so weird. Now mind you, they carried on this live for a minute. For a long time. For a long, long time. time. Okay. But, but me and me and me and I, Mr. Voloss, me and Mr. Vossley was you know, was cool. And he had his connect with Frank and Ryan somehow, some way. We'll, 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 we'll get, I'll get, I'll get into our portion. That, that's how, you know, I uh, started the MFRR. You know. So at that point, it was just it was just McKinley and Rick was, at that point. That point so go, yeah. go ahead, Matt. Talk about your point of view. Again, I'm a loner. I don't know anybody. All I knew was to just keep my head in my books and just read. So I think how I actually noticed them was because we had English. And I remember my favorite English teacher, Ms. Mason, um, it's my funny favorite English she, teacher she too. She accused me of cheating on one of my tests before because I kept getting high scores, and she kept throwing like little, like little twist and <coughs> twist, like little twist plots to kind of trick, trick me up. But I kept getting them right. Um, I'll tell you about that later. How what what my method was to getting it right. But I noticed them in the class, and I noticed the light skin boy kept like we kept wearing like the same color schemes, and we ended up talking and getting to know each other and find out that we had kind of like we knew somebody with the same last name once you find out once you meet somebody from philly and one person in your family got the same last name y'all automatically related you see what i'm saying then you can go with cousins you could be like brothers my sister or uncle whatever that's how it would go basically everyone in philly is related yeah so <laughs> it's, it's like because he light skin we already had that affiliation so you know at the time light skin was kind of in you know, the dark skin thing was no. going as, you know, whatever we was doing. Whatever. But that's how we got Such cool. a hater. And so, I was over it. And plus, I was the book smart dude anyway. So they was like, oh, yo, who is this light-skinned boy that's answering questions and everything? And we was just all just vibing, like, you know, diamonds yeah. in a rough type time. So so these two light-skinned motherfuckers. <laughs> well, well, on, I'm going to start but, it off, wait, wait, motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. But as far yes. as the lie go, I was never like, yeah, let's go forth with this. I just was like, we just, look, I'm like, whatever, man. Whatever. To to school. They lied. We became best friends, and they people, lied to us from people, the beginning. No, part. To be I'm honest like, with you, be a fool to believe it, though. To be honest, honest with you, like, the, you just the, the, y'all stupid. Yeah. Being though, being though we was freshmen, <laughs> we was freshmen in the school. The older kids, the 10th, 11th grade, asked us, "Was we brothers?" And I think that's where that started. Because you're not from. used to seeing two bright ass niggas near each other. That's it, why it's the pressure of an upperclassman. Because yeah. you, you talking about women in North Philadelphia here. Oh, well, we gonna so, talk. We and gonna we had, we had to set it. We had to find our, our way. We had to find our way. And we you, became popular kids. Listen, facts or not? I, I, look, I, look. I was part of the crew, so I, I know y'all was definitely more uh, uh, cool than I was. I, I didn't get cool until I really became around you guys. Uh, but speaking of us meeting. <laughs> um, me and Frank uh, met up. We both now, mind you, you'll hear more from Frank. But Frank was was from West Philly, repping West Philly hard, and we would definitely take the train down brother. the Broad Street line down to City Hall, and then separate go our separate ways from there. That's how Frank and I um, became friends because we were like, look, we you know we had I think we had some classes together, and then we was, we had English together. I think we had science together. I don't know if I don't. We had a vibe no, but together. that was later. That was I'm talking about freshman we year. We never had four class. We ever we was never in the same class together. It was always two of us. Yeah, it was at least two of us. It was at least two of us. But yeah, Frank and I, um, and and now mind you, Frank and I we're both. Frank is 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 brown skin. I'm I'm ch I'm rich chocolate. And yeah, that's right. Rich, rich chocolate. chocolate. Rich chocolate. There's no such thing. That's as what rich I am. Chocolate. It is such thing. You just don't hate, okay? You hear Fuck the light skin hate yeah. already. Don't worry, we'll get more into it. But anyway, so we we the brown skin brothers. We like, yo, we cool. We we know about sports. We talk this and that. You know, we're from. You know, he's from west. I'm from south. And then we wind up. Me, I don't even remember how to. How did we? I think it was Frank. 
that was cool with one of y'all, and then we all just no, became we, a crew. No, how we met. I was I only was cool with I was only cool with Mr. Vossley over here. It was this chick named Sandy and our advisor. And ah. I think Frank told me about her. And I think he was like, yo, it's this chick named Sandy that's on you. Or something like that. And I just mm-hmm. was like, no. Nah. There was a chick Sandy, named Sandy? Right? Dark skin Sandy. Yeah. See, y'all gonna have to remind yeah. Cassandra. Cassandra. That's what it was. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, it was Cassandra. Oh, and okay. I think Cassandra knew, Cassandra knew somebody, another girl that Frank knew. So when Frank introduced me to Cassandra, me and Rick was all in the visor chilling. I think I was putting Rick on to one of her girls. At this point, we like, all right, we getting to know people. We can make some moves. And then that's just how it happened. I don't really, really know. For so so this yeah. is just a little bit. We wanted to give you a large intro about us because uh, th- th- it's a great story about how we met. And don't worry, throughout this podcast, we're going to be popping off with stories from high school, stories from college, stories through adulthood, and um, it's, it's uh, from fatherhood. And we're going to get into fatherhood later. My military Navy. in the Navy. Oh, Child don't worry. Oh yeah, so so no this YMCA. is just a little bit, but but right now, it is we're in February 20, 2020. Now uh, just to go back, what year was our freshman year of high school, y'all? Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Oh, my first day of high school. That's when Tupac got killed. Word. What? Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna have to September seventh. We're gonna have to or fact 13th, check. Or thirteenth, one of those. Yeah, it was. We're gonna have to fact check that one because yeah. I don't know if Tupac we was, was all. We was all walking through school with the daily newspaper. That's when now, it was like yeah. twenty five cent yes. a piece. The daily newspaper was the truth. I do miss. I miss reading with a the newspaper. classic New Balances everybody had on their feet. See, that yeah, was y'all. Jones. I don't. I didn't know none of that. I wasn't in on that. So, but since we're in February, it is. It is that time of month of this uh, made up holiday. Called Valentine's Day. Um, anybody got any history on Valentine's Day on how it got started? Because I, I want you to hear a little bit about something that makes that we have to do every year. It's a sucker's holiday. It's a sucker. Why do you say it's a sucker's, sucker's holiday? holiday? Why is it a sucker's holiday? Because you a sucker. Because I'm a sucker. Because yeah. I because I partake in it. Not you personally. Not if you take partake in Valentine's Day, don't make you a sucker. It's the man's holiday. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, what? That's just my opinion. I just oh. feel like. I don't know which way to go with this right now. It's not. Just, for, it's not for everyone. It's just, it's just. It's for children and little baby relationships. So, for so adults. It's like, let's be real here. So, so what? All right. Before it's, the gov- it, it's the so government. So, real quick, let's before be real before here. we get into our own it's personal views, I look. I agree. It's, it's not a holiday. holiday. It's the I'm government. not. I'm not a gigantic fan of it, but I gotta partake in it because I'm many married. Problems Valentine's Day calls and relationships for no At, reason. Look, every day is a. It could be a volatile day for anybody. You think I'm a participant in Valentine's Day these days? So, now, granted, I have before. Now, now that was where I was gonna say. So you have and been. You gotta so, know what it is to be a sucker. Okay, so you have participated in Valentine's Day. What about you, Ricky? I participated, but halfway. What do you mean halfway? Like Rich Brown, like Rich Darskin, that bullshit he was saying, right? Why are you yeah. such an hating? Why, why? See, you know what? It's the Half. light power versus the, the rich chocolate, and one, y'all got to hate on it. You one, don't have to hate. I thought Valentine's Day was like, I'm going to get me some that day with my girl or whoever with me around that time. But as you get older, you get to see it's more more to it than just that you gotta give balloons you gotta give flowers right. and you still don't get no cookies sometimes all right so here, here's the list uh, that i pulled off you do Hold all on. that then 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 it's a sucker the reason why it's a sucker thing because women purposely go try to find a boyfriend around january just so they won't be single around this Look, time of year I, just I, so I they can tell their girlfriend girl he got me now, some chocolate and balloons not, is, not bashing women we just talking about the game we love the y'all game women, so don't get it fellas game. you better listen because us men we do not care about no valentine's day yeah, we gotta get a woman playing valentine's so day two months ahead of the the month before it get here, they planned. They already got no, one. no, Listen, no. You got right, dudes no. right now, it's right after Christmas, they, they ready for Valentine's Day. Zone based on February fourteenth, they don't even know that they're gonna Facts. be in friendship zone forever. Facts. They're gonna be buying this woman a whole closet full Facts. of a trough full of nonsense. All right, all right. Well, he still got friendship shoes on. Since you're talking about buying stuff, I have this list that I, I was able to pull off of NBC News about uh, uh, best Valentine's Day gifts um, currently. And I want you to hear some of this stuff from this list and as as what they want or saying is popular to buy. Um, one is uh, a Savvy Infusion water bottle. Fuck is uh, that? Uh, exactly. It, it, <laughs> it is a water bottle 
It's it's a healthy infusion water bottle that you can add frozen fruit uh, or regular fruit, sparkling Stop water. Describing that bullshit. Look, I'm just telling you, this is something that I mean, because every everybody's big on fitness now. That's a Mother's Day, Father's Day gift. That ain't no hold on, hold on. All right, now what about um? Here we go. Man's what, telling you, giving that to your girl that's a little on the thick side. She's like, "What you trying to call me fat?" Exactly. Look, look, it's, this yeah. is this now is some of the no gifts. Pussy. No yams. So you no saying pussy. you're not? All right, now what about no this? Head, what about no this? Here, here's another one on the gift. Um, a spa finder gift card, a gift card for a massage. That's cool. Would you? So you saying that's a good gift? Yeah. Oh, I that's had a bad experience gift. with the uh, massage. You I had love a do it. Get your massage. Yeah, I got one for you my had birthday. A, though you had a do get your massage. No, not do. That, no, I, he, I, you I heard him say that. yeah. No, pause, you heard him say yeah. Oh, it's time out. I'm I just look. You, I'm just calling it out. I was talking while you said that, so okay. I only heard you had uh-huh. got a massage. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. Let's clear that up. Okay, because I want to just point it out. Remember, double R. We don't do that. Exactly. I just want to make sure. Why he would throw that in the mix. Look, look. I'm, edit that out. I'm, I'm a, no, I'm a challenge. No, I'm just going to make sure. But what's no, the we purpose? Edit right, we good to go. Move. Keep on. These days. All right. All right. So you had a great spot. So you had a yeah, great. I had a good spot. It was for. It was a birthday gift. And um, yeah, things got a little excited. <laughs> so that's a good gift. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good gift. Masseuse? Masseuse? Yeah, she was a nice little brown skin. <laughs> little brown skin. She was soft. She was cute. She was pretty. Boss, have you ever had a, a massage? Pretty. I had a massage. So, do you remember the chick? Like, you seen her and, and. She felt disrespected because I was on that type vibe. I was like, so what's next? <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. Look, I was like, should I take my clothes off or not? She said, it's up to you. Don't say that to me. All that had on was a You thought it was all included? All that had on was a white towel. And she folded up to the point where where it need to be, need to be at, to and then and you massage right around that outside part. It's like, yo, what you expect to happen? The towel started lifting up. And I was like, yo, <laughs> my first time. I haven't been back since. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I I had a I had a massage. I went to uh uh Port not Puerto Rico, Mexico. I went to Mexico and got a massage, and the chick. I'm going to tell you to this day, I've never seen her face. I know her voice, mm. but that massage was off the hook. Got like games? No, no. So it was, no. It was, it was, yeah, it wasn't off the hook. No, it was, it, it, it wasn't no yams, but, but it wasn't off the hook. But it, 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 it put was, me, it I was, was satisfied. It was satisfying. It was, it, was, it, was, it was satisfying. I wasn't happy at the end, it but it was satisfying so like at, at that point. Satisfying. All right. So, so if for y'all, if y'all thinking about getting some gifts, so it looks like a spa um, day uh, gift is a very good one. Um, Valentine's. Here's the the one that's always on there. Valentine's Day roses. Do you give Valentine's Day roses nowadays? No, you get a different type of flower. Now the rules. What 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 do you mean? Like what kind um, of flower? Do you give be, besides you roses? Gotta be, you gotta be creative. It gotta be colorful. It gotta be daisies, lilies, uh, whatever type of roses or flowers there is. White roses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm the type of dude that just give you flowers because you complimented me on my swag the week before. Like, yeah, you feeling me or something? Right. I'm like, you know, I ain't gotta be a dozen. I might yeah. give you like three. Right, I can give half. you. I might I, break one of the stems. So, be, so be smart. I'll find so one would in you, the bushes and give it to you, like for real? You just gonna go in the bush and just grab yeah, some I flowers? You, and, I bet you she'll love for it. Real? I bet you she'll for love real? it. For real, for real. I bet you love it. You gonna get shot for some darn flowers in somebody's flower bed? Me as the mailman. I went and <laughs> bought someone some flowers <laughs> off a of GP and brought it to her job Yo, personally. It was a little small flower, nothing, nothing big, nothing major. So and. I got her phone number. Instead of uh, instead of her letting me put it inside my phone, she was like, "No, nah, I do you one better." She wrote it down on a piece of paper. Took the old school. So, so, so for the record, watch your mailman because they may be stealing your your flowers and your bushes and get your wife's your number Back. at the same time. I'm Back. just saying. That's cool. So, so uh, last thing before we move on, <laughs> um, what about some uh, balloons? Do you guys do the balloons? For me, I, I this gift is is always a winner. The fruit a bouquet yeah. is yeah. always a winner. Yeah. It, it looks great and it yeah. tastes good and it's it's not bad and you can have it delivered and, and you know that same day and you get to eat some too. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you That's could it, you could turn it into a little experience depending on right. what your situation is. If you Let me put this right here and taste it. Yo, that's talk real dirty to her. Yo, that. uh, uh, fruit. so you talking real dirty to her after you got her some fruit? 
Is that, is that of course? Let's okay. see what that chocolate tastes don't like. Tell it. That's what I'm saying. It's so many segues. Chocolate strawberry. That's a whole another. That's a whole another episode. Yeah. So we're gonna we're we, we gonna, gonna keep it. We so got Valentine's it. Day on that. You know that was a good. So but so again again you talking about balloon? You talking about flowers? All the things that a little girls and little daughters appreciate. Women shouldn't. They should be appreciating some type of uh, business license. Or an investment going class. going to a different direction. Or, no, I'm just saying. If you're going to spend Look. some bread on something that's going to die in three weeks, I mean, come on. Like, let's be economic here, fellas. So you're saying basically being dealing with Valentine's Day is all part of the game. If it's based it's on love. Man. It's, it's, it's yeah. all part of the game. So let's, since Let's spend the $75 and go to... Let's go. Okay, let's spend the seventy five dollars and get a personal trainer for the next three months, so we can look good and be in shape because we're gonna go to the beach next week. I mean, we're going to the beach in the summertime. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but that's right. kind of tough. What you trying to say? I'm fat? I'm not saying you fat, but we've been eating Popeyes going out <laughs> for the last three months. I'm just saying. You all see right. what I'm saying? All right. So, so we understand Valentine's Day is all part of the relationship game. We're gonna get off the relationship game and transition to real video gaming. Mr. Vosley, yes, you play a lot of video games. I am a gamer. You as a gamer. You can get what, that work. What is your listening. game? And like, give us a little bit about your game and, and, and what you do with the game. Well, right now, I'm a, I'm a PS4 player. Um, but I'm going to just take it all the way back to like my first my first ever, ever game that I really remember. It's a cross between Paperboy and mm. Pac-Man. Oh, we're going to get nostalgia, but real quick, I know you game a lot, and we want people to actually yeah. see your gaming skills. How can uh, they see your gaming skills? Oh, if you want to see my work, you can go to, uh, you can just check me out, look at Mr. Vossing on YouTube, man. I started out playing Fortnite streaming and stuff like that, but um, I play Fortnite every now and then, but right now I'm playing Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. Season one, so, season two in a couple I, days, but. You know, that's what I be reckoning, you know. I mean, if you want to play Modern Warfare and 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 definitely, I'll definitely get in and and play with you and yeah. and demolish you because our squad is the best. Um, yeah, but, we uh, follow the squad too. MF Double R. I'm Mr. Vossley, by the way. PS4. So we're we're gonna definitely send this out. So when you get this, you also gonna get some of our gaming information. But going back to our childhood, what is your favorite game? Of all time. Now, I have a list here of top 100 video games. And I want to see, is your favorite game on this list, you know, from your heart? Like, one game that you know you had dreams about playing or you just could not stop playing. You got in trouble playing this game. What was it for you? And My game, I'll go, go ahead. My favorite game of all time that I woke up dreaming about was Mar Super Mario Brothers 3. When Super Mario got the tail mm. and he can fly and spin mm. and disappear, you can get the magic flutes. If you get the if you do the right boards, you can get the flutes go all the way to level eight and just battle the ball. It was just a beast. That was that was the best game ever. Yo. That kind of so, like the cheat codes was crazy. And you know what? Um, IGN this list came from IGN. That game actually came at number six. So a, a lot of people agree with you that Super Mario Brothers three was a top game came at number six. Ricky, what is your all time favorite game? My all time favorite game. It has to be a tie between two of them because I have okay. I have Miss Pac Man that have infinity boards. I used to get real super far in there. I always loved having the high score in that one. But it would have to be Mario Brothers. My uncle Which and one, my though? my uncle the first one on first the one? on the regular right. Nintendo. My, I am my uncle. I don't know how they discovered this, but they showed me how to do this thing called the boobs, the cheat code, where you get affinity lives after the first board you end it, John. Yeah. You could jump on the turtle shell and get like hundreds, oh, hundreds to keep, keep jumping on the turtle yeah, shell. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. had the cheats. You had uh, the cheats. Yeah, remember, the, remember the time? Remember we had we had to line it up and jump onto the ropes so you get all yes, the points. Yes. Remember that time, and yo, we had yes. to, get to the edge of the so, joint. The box. So I used to have affinity lives, which means. I can never die, and I could fight Mr. Cooper, whoever that guy. And it was King Cooper. King Cooper. King Cooper. Yeah. So, so Mario. So for you, it was really the original Super Mario World, the very first one, the right? Very first one. The very first one comes in at number one. Oh, the wow. number one game, according to IGN, yeah. the number one video game of all time is Super Mario. It has to be. Probably I after, after that's probably <clears throat> Tetris. For me, I'm gonna tell you. My game of all time. Burger World. Nope. Nope. GoldenEye. Nah. GoldenEye. Double O seven. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you. Only because we have brothers and sisters. No, no. I didn't even. No, no. I played with with Carl. 
Yeah. And here's the thing. The t- Mar- um, GoldenEye was the first multiplayer game, game that you shoot. can play and you shoot. Like, Facts. I'm talking about... People were screen watching to like to the point that you had to get a, a a a box and cut it so people won't look at your screen to see where you at. You knew exactly where the person was spawned at. It would go down. That was like, my weed days. Yes, but I'm saying it. It was such a fight. It once that game came out, and even the the campaign level was on a whole nother level, and it followed the movie, so it felt like you really was James Bond. It was the first of its time. At that time, when it when it dropped, the graphics weren't the best, but they were the best. The at original that time. Call of Duty. That's what they stole it from. Uh, no, no, no. Goldeneye was before that. No, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, Golden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they, today. Yeah, Goldeneye was was the was the, the 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 leading railroad, and and I I don't agree with this list when it comes to this game. They put Goldeneye at seventy five. That's because That's it about came right. out so late. Yeah. I, so here, so I'm... Games you, 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 you forget about Street Fighters. Down, down, R, up, L, Y, B, start. Select like, come on, man. Like, knowing the game codes was the best thing. Here, let me let me give you some on this list. Metal Gear Solid, the original, it came in at number 30. Um, got These are game changer games. Yes. These are games that set standards for the classics. Now, now to Classics. be honest with you, I I actually preferred Metal Gear Solid Two, where you get to the level where you're playing the video game and you can't beat the dude because he's super smart until you realize you have to unplug your controller and plug it into the next port. Really? Oh, you didn't. Oh, so uh, let me go back. If you don't remember this, so you you get to a point where the game knew what you were doing before you would do it, and you could not beat this guy because he knew what you were doing. The only way you had to beat him was you had to unplug your. It was a PS4 on PS PlayStation. You had to unplug your controller and plug it into the second port to, huh? No, to play as yourself, but to outsmart him because you're not in the first port. This how smart that game was. The game. Game set me off for conspiracy theories going forward because of the conspiracy theories in that game. Yeah, it was a good that game. that game was a movie. I remember playing um, Metal Gear up in college, and people would come in and was like, "Yo, this movie's the truth." Mm-hmm. That's how good that game was. What about SOCOM? SOCOM on there? Uh, I got I got a SOCOM. I think that was one of the first two player games that you can do missions together and command um, and, command, command. and giving commands. What? Um, you ever play Bioshock? Bioshock. I never heard of that. That was on uh, Xbox. It was on Xbox, and it, it came on PlayStation. I didn't have Xbox. This game, I ain't gonna lie, was that and was now scary. Jokes. Yes, I, don't I think I remember you. Playing I played that game, that game yeah, and it yeah, got yeah. to a point where the little girl was so scary, I stopped playing the game. I heard it. I never game. played that game again off of that day. And Bioshock, where is it at? I heard Bioshock came in, uh, was on this list as well, one of the top ones. That little girl was similar um, to Resident Evil, right? Yeah, it was. It was right. She was worse. Because right. I, I love Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil was a game. Right. So let me, let me just break down the top top 10. Uh, number 10, Super Mario 64. Number 9, Red Dead Redemption. Number 8, Half-Life 2. 7, Tetris, which I still love. I, Six, play, I got that on about, my phone right now. Yes, Mario Brothers. Yo, there is a Tetris now on the Nintendo Switch where you play 100 people at the same time. Oh, wow. And you can battle each other. Dog, I got to show you. It's okay. it's like crack again. Um, number 5, Legend <laughs> of Zelda, which I never got much into Zelda. Um, number 4 is a Super Metroid. I never was a Metroid fan. Um, three is Portal 2. Never was a fan of that. Number two was Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And again, number one was Super Mario. So we are gamers on here. We love games, and we're going to bring up more games um, in this podcast. Uh, what you going to say, Rick, real it quick before we go It was a game that was on Sega. It was similar to Zelda, but it was a very difficult game. It was like more of like a kingdom type thing. That's a whack-ass description. You, no. <laughs> but it was real. It, it had, like, knights and stuff. It was a dude, it was a dude it was with a sword. It, it was a, it was like a guy a, with a, a man with a sword that went through. It had to go through, like, a maze. Soul, Soul Calibur? Was it no. Soul Calibur? Or I think Soul Calibur no, was on, it was on Dreamcast, like I think. Real, or I might be wrong. 90s, one of the first games on Sega. I don't know. I was, I was oh, a Genesis man. fan, but just for... Um, yes. I was just a Genesis fan for Street Fighter. Um, when um, NBA Live came out NBA and Double Live. Dribble oh, that and that's best. yeah, but yeah. Um, transitioning to something real, um, all three of us are fathers, um, and and I wanted to one th- way or another. One, yeah, one way or another, all of us are fathers, and um, I wanted to bring some real life into this podcast, and I want to talk about um, there are a lot of fathers 
that don't get the recognition um, for the everyday things that you do. Like in here, Mr. Vosley has his son in here um, understanding the podcast game. So that way, later on down the line, he can learn and do it and make money and, and everything from there. But and it's late. <laughs> it is, is for chumps. It is, it is late. But Very overall, um, I want to reach out to those fathers who don't have a father mentor. And for us, through this podcast, be that mentor and give them. So every episode, we're going to give a little bit or talk about fatherhood in some various form or fashion. And um, what I want to talk about is what is advice you would give to a young father? I'm not talking about young age. We'll talk about being a father for the first time in some way. What advice would you give to a young father? Um, Vosley, you you here with your son, so I'm going to let you go first. What I would say, well, my advice would be to a younger, well, a younger me, the younger father me. I guess that's what you would say. Um, the younger me as a father, I would give my, I would give advice similar to um, trust your instincts and never give up, and keep reading books. Okay, that's what I would give the younger me. As why, 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 why trust your instincts? Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that you're really born with. That's kind of like your moral compass. And you got to make sure that you keep your, your instincts intact because there's a lot of things in this world that will throw your moral compass off and have you not uh, using uh, your instincts as a tactic to get through this world. So so use your – follow your gut, follow your moral compass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ricky, what, what would advice would you give to someone? And read books, man. And, and read books. And read books. And reading is, you definitely need to. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to honestly say, I'm going to have to piggyback off of what Mr. Wesley just said. He took the words right out of my mouth. You have to follow your instincts. You have to think about your past, what you didn't have, um, and what you want to give your kid. You have to be aware of your surroundings and know what's out there in the world and what's really going on and what could corrupt that child mind. You want to steer them away from it and help them understand, identify, and know what's going on out there. So, you know, that that young kid, girl, um, boy, girl, can grow up to be the the best that they can be. Okay. So for for me. Um, and this is to to a young father, um, and you'll hear more about our background. But um, I, with me being a father at the age of fifteen, and through the trials and tribulations of 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 having six kids, that that's where I'm at. And one thing I value and would would say to someone younger, young father, is you're rich with time. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much little money you have, the biggest thing that you can provide for your children is your time, is you. Spending time with your kids, even if it's something little as watching TV and talking about what's on TV, just sitting in a park watching them and interacting and see how they're interacting, going to their school, helping with homework, reading to them, listening to music, that time is... It's so precious. And you don't get that back. That is the one commodity that you don't, you cannot get, get back. It's time. And and through the course of everything, through all the ups and downs I've had with, with all of my kids, I love spending time with them. They're all different. They all have different ideas, different mindsets. And spending time with each one is different, even when you have them together. And 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 time is the most precious commodity that you have. Whether it's money, house, fame, whatever it is, having time with your kids is something you need to invest in. Because if you invest your time into them, they will invest in you and it will come back tenfold. Ricky? Can I add, pay attention to your kids. I have a 14-month-old right now, and I swear he's so far ahead of Mm -hmm. his time. I'm not prepared for it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's shocking and amazing. And I'm saying it's a God's gift and it's a blessing. Pay attention to your kids. They start off very young. So anything else, Mac, on fatherhood? Uh, <clears throat> fatherhood is a beautiful thing. Um, it's really about what you make of it. And like you said, time is something that is extremely important. 
and it's something that is very undervalued is the term of time and how we utilize it especially when it comes to the upbringing of a child it can be um it can be a strange enlightening very scary uplifting beautiful moment facts true you just have to um you just always you just got to keep your mindset with the knowing that you're going to change every single day and that's the only way that you're going to, you're going to make it happen unless you you're not going to make it happen unless you change every single day and, and and that is that is very true you have to be able to adjust and that that's even dealing with the same situation with different children that how they take it whether it's male whether it's female how that individual child takes it your approach may have to change like you can't i mean you can't use the same tool to fix every single problem it's the same for your children and and that mindset from growing up and being a child to being an adult and being a father you can't use the same tool to help your children you have to adjust it and critique it you have to, to be creative them. you have oh you being creative oh my gosh creative. Have i have a, i have a son that's 285 miles south of me and i'm still involved in his life even though i don't see him every day but my voice matters yes yes exactly. i have i have a son and and north carolina and father we just, facetime it's men here in, in in this world that lives in the same city 15 minutes apart some live down the street and don't even see their kids true that's trifling that's true especially black men it's trifling yeah. it's trifling but it's also uh it's trifling yes However, we got to also understand, it's going to be another conversation, but we got to also understand that these men that are not being there for their children, they are running and they are scared. However, if they had an option to be there for their children, they would. And I only say that because when you got to deal with all your fears and facing the fact that you might be called some names and you might have to go to court and you might lose some money and you might lose some sleep. A lot of money. You know, a lot of sleep. You try to hide from it. You try to hide from it. <laughs> right. You don't want to You don't want to lose sleep. You don't want to lose. Money. That's fact. You don't want to lose integrity. You want to. You don't want to lose your breath because you're exhausted from running from court to court or running from job to job. But like you said, your son is miles away. But your voice matters, and they don't understand that their voice matters. So yeah, it's yeah. trifling for now, but it'll change. It'll change. It'll change over time. So it'll change with the young men that we're raising right now. So this this fatherhood segment is called the blueprint segment. Um, it's it's mainly to give you the young fathers and for women to hear about this as well. How how fathers and what they have to deal with. And this is a blueprint to a success successful um being a successful father. So we're gonna definitely give out this segment. This segment will never go anywhere. We're always gonna have this segment. Um but this was a great show. This was a great first show. Um, you guys shout got a lot of bull Frank. Yeah, yo, yo, shout out to Frank. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We can't wait. Um, hopefully Frank will be with us on the next one. If not, you definitely will hear from you, him. We love you, Frank. Definitely. Shout out, Frank. shout out to everybody with the William Penn. All the um, speaking all of the William that we named, man. I hope everybody doing good. Speaking of William Penn, but you know, um, we going we got some William Penn stuff coming up, and we're gonna have a lot of people from William Penn listening in. Um, I already reached out. Yeah, I got some stuff coming. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely do. But um, this is our first episode of the MFRR podcast. More is coming, definitely. Um, we will have an Instagram up. We're gonna figure out the name and all of that. So by next episode, you'll be able to follow us. Uh, give some questions, some shout outs, and different things like that. We definitely got that. But um, I, I really love this podcast. I, I really love uh, recording here. Uh, shout out to my man Len, and this is an amazing uh, studio. Um, definitely, you guys want podcasts? We look. I'm definitely share out because this is an amazing place. You guys got to come. Great environment. Um, but we're gonna uh, cut it out here. So uh, let's do our, our our closing phrases. I'm gonna start with uh, Ricky. Ricky, yeah. What what's so sign off for our. First MFRR podcast. What's your sign out, dog? I'm your favorite male man. Watch your <laughs> wives. Watch your girls. I'm out. Yo. All right, Mr. Vossley. <laughs> signing off. Yeah, this is Mr. Vossley signing off. And I want to leave it with all work is easy work. 
Oh, I'm still stuck on your favorite mailman right there. That, that's classic right there. Yeah, you I better can't keep match that. Your you mailman, can't. You can't you match know. that. When you see my man Rick. Just give him a give him a water or something. Yes. Give him yeah. something Look out for your favorite postman. For real, they yeah. deliver mail. Rain, shine, sleet, snail. Oh, what's this? Snail him mail. Give him a couple envelopes. Yes. Change, you know what I'm exactly. That's my life right now. Yes. That's exactly. All. They do a lot of walking. And um, uh, this is Ron. Um, and also sign off for Frank because Frank is not here, but he's here in spirit. We feel it. And um, sign off for me. Uh, be good to you. Be good to your family, and the world will be good to you. Um, again, this is uh, MFRR Podcast. See you next time. Rue.